welcome to another episode of Gratitude Talks. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing the 1984 Sikh genocide, a matter I feel isn't spoken about as widely as it should. Just a quick disclaimer before I start this episode. Some of the things that I'm going to be speaking about today are dark, violent and may also cause distress to some. In June 1984, the Golden Temple, which is located in Amritsar, India, was attacked and invaded. The attack was initiated by the Prime Minister of India at the time, Indra Gandhi. She had initially called the plan Operation Blue Star. She commanded the Indian army to attack the temple. The Golden Temple was destroyed and an estimated 700 lives were lost. This was so devastating. Just imagine your holy place of worship being attacked. Sikhs were angry, upset and hurt. As a consequence of this, Indra Gandhi was assassinated on October 31st, 1984 by her own Sikh bodyguards, Satvan Singh and Bhant Singh, as a retaliation to Operation Blue Star. This then led to the Sikh genocide in November 1984. Just for a moment, I want you to imagine someone attacking your place of worship, a place that is so important to the heart of your religion. That's the church for the Christians, the mosque for the Muslims, the mandir for the Hindus. The list goes on. How would you feel? Would you feel attacked? Would you feel angry? Following the attack on the Golden Temple, the Indian government at that time started ethnic cleansing of Sikh people in India, Punjab and Delhi. Sikh people were killed, forced to leave their homes, had their properties destroyed. Many thousands of Sikh people were killed in this genocide. However, only 3,000 of those deaths were only officially recorded, when as a matter of fact, the deaths were a lot, lot more than this. The Indian government had said that these actions were anti-Sikh riots, when in fact this was a genocide. This was a systematic and organised killing of Sikhs in over 18 states and more than 100 cities across India. These following statistics are absolutely beyond me. More than 30,000 Sikhs were killed throughout India. In fact, majority of them were burned alive. Adding on to this, more than 300,000 Sikhs were displaced and rendered homeless. Sikh children as young as 13 days of age. Just please deep what I said. 13 days of age. Literally, newborn babies were roasted alive on gas stoves. Sikh women were taken hostage and raped. Some were even gang raped throughout India by police officers and civil administrators. Sikhs on public roads were burnt alive, dragged out of trains and lynched on railway platforms. Small children were killed ruthlessly by pulling their legs apart whilst their mothers were being raped. Sikh houses, businesses and Sikh temples were all set on fire. Our holy book, the Guru Granth Sahib, was set alight. This list of violent, savage and inhumane acts goes on and on and on. And being a modern day Sikh, it's so important for me to raise awareness on this genocide. 
It was one of the darkest years in modern Indian history. My grandma and mum have both recalled a number of stories from 1984 as they were both living in India at that time. My mum vividly remembers her family having to cut her little brother's hair as he was growing his kesh to wear a turban but due to the fear that he would be attacked because of his religion they cut his hair off. This was extremely hard on the family. They then took shelter in their Hindu neighbour's house who had to put them all into hiding. My grandma also recalls a story about a local Sikh doctor in Punjab where she lived. He was very religious, wore a turban, never used to smoke or drink. He was extremely respected in that society. Yet he was dragged outside onto the street, his wife and kids tied up together. He was forced a cigarette into his mouth. Alcohol was poured all over him and he was set on fire. Similar horrific events like these took place all over India. This was the Sikh genocide. Police either actively participated in committing the massacre of Sikhs or stood as silent spectators while Sikhs were burnt alive. There still hasn't been any justice that has been served till date. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, Erim Kaur. She is an influencer and founder of Byerim. And today she's going to be talking about a documentary that she did some work on about the 1984 Sikh genocide, whilst also shedding some light on what it means to be a Sikh living in this generation and this society today in her own perspective. And she also speaks a little bit about how she has incorporated components of Sikhi into her own brand. Hello Erin, welcome to Gratitude Talks. Thank you so, so much for coming on today. How are you? I am good, thank you. Thank you for having me, I'm excited. No worries. And I think this whole month has been extremely heavy on the whole world, for sure. Um, but I want to bring light onto the 1984 Sikh genocide on this episode today. And I'm sure you'll agree that this was such a crucial part of Sikh history um, which I feel as though isn't spoken about as much as it really should. And I know you took part in a documentary which explores this in a lot more detail. I kind of want to know your take on it. Um, let's talk about that. Okay, so um, I was definitely like an overachiever at school and they offered me to do an EPQ, which is an extended product quality project qualification mm -hmm. and this is when I was 18 years old and you could either create a project in the form of a long essay or a documentary slash video I decided to go for a documentary and the thing that I was most passionate about not only from a political perspective but just generally to educate myself a little bit more about was the 1984 genocide yes. and I was matched up with my RE teacher who I absolutely love and I still love and um, I set to work on making this documentary and I was one of three Sikh children at my school and bearing in mind, my brother went to my school. So it was me, my brother and a really young boy. So no one really even knew what Sikhi was, what the 1984 genocide was. And as someone who, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but if your grandparents are the ones who moved to the UK, does that mean I'm second generation because my dad was born here? You are, yes, you are. Right. So I'm second generation. So I have that kind of one level of removal from India itself. I just really want to teach myself about it. So um, 
I started to work on creating this documentary and I decided to interview three people. So the first was a friend, a family friend, and he was very much involved with Khalsa Aid and is super educated about Sikh history. I then interviewed one of the Babas from my Godwara and I believe he was a history teacher and he was mm-hmm. so interesting to learn from. I actually interviewed him inside the Godwara, um, which oh, is really it. nice. Yeah. Mm, it was beautiful. And then finally, I interviewed Shamshah Singh from the National Sikh Youth Federation um, to get kind of a bit more of a technical perspective on what had happened. Outside of these three interviews, I had to do obviously my own research. And the first place I started was the British newspaper library. I remember Mm -hmm. like being 18 years old, I got the train, I got all the way up there. And (laughs) I kind of had the librarian teach me how to use their system. And I just remember typing in 1984, Sikh genocide, um operation blue star all of these keywords even even just like golden temple i only found two small articles across all of the british newspapers in that time period and i was shocked i thought i had typed it in wrong i thought i didn't know how to use it but that just really really hit home for me the reality of the press ban that the government enforced Um, upon Punjab at the time they didn't let any journalists in or Mm -hmm. out so the rest of the world truly didn't hear about these atrocities that were happening um, to the Sikh people and that for me was the kind of most most difficult thing to accept because as an influencer myself I really do believe that it's part of my responsibility and I know Jesse you're going to talk to me about this later Um, so I'm skipping ahead a little bit (laughs) you know I, I think there's such few Sikh people on Instagram who are big and there is a responsibility for us to be speaking about these things. So for me, it was quite shocking realizing that not even the newspapers were were knowing what was going on. And I actually submitted my documentary and I got a C and bearing in mind, I was like straight A star student. This is the first non A star I ever got. And I was like, Oh my God, what? I redid it. They basically gave me a B because they said I was too biased and that was judged by my history teacher. And I remember being so angry because I was just like, just because you don't know about this, just because this is the first time you've ever heard of this, it doesn't mean that I'm presenting it biased. It just means that these things really did happen. People were getting lit lit on fire in the streets. Um, Our Golden Temple was attacked. Like I remember seeing a photo and the first time I saw it and I added it to my documentary, I cried. It was um, original Sikh scriptures that had just been shot to pieces. And it was just such a shocking moment for me. I then concluded my documentary by reading over the white paper that the government had released on what happened in India. Um, They, as well as contacting a particular society from a different faith within the UK, both of which denied that a genocide had ever taken place. And that's just where I left my documentary. And I just remember as soon as I uploaded it to YouTube on my little account, I went mad. I didn't have that many followers. I probably had like a couple thousand on Twitter, none on Instagram at the time. And I just spammed every single news outlet that I could think of. Obviously, they didn't listen to me. (laughs) BBC did not repost my documentary, shockingly enough. (laughs) That was the first time I really did get involved with like activism on social media. And I really think that was kind of where I established myself as a part of the Sikh community to try and raise awareness for things that we've gone, gone through. And not only that, just raise awareness for the religion itself, because people need to be educated. I remember being in America, no one knew what Sikh meant. And it was really shocking to me. And I understand. Yeah, I heard the sigh. Mm It's, it's a very misunderstood religion. It's a very kind of confused religion, often 
we, we are the most easily identifiable in terms of the 5Ks, but if you haven't been taught that at school, I understand why you probably don't know. And my RE teacher, Samira, although she didn't teach me, um, my class, I remember my other RE teacher, I used to just raise hell every single lesson because <laughs> I'd be screaming, why aren't we learning about sticky? Why aren't we learning about 5Ks? So I very much had that like... <laughs> So it's it's literally been embedded in you from young, like this passion is, is something that you've had from day like, dot. Day dot. And the thing is, is like Sikhi teaches you to stand up for what's right, even if it's for yourself or if it's for your peer or for a different religion, creed, class, anything. And I just felt like, I don't know, you just got to speak up. And if something's not right, it's not right. You know, I'm 100% <laughs> with you on that. And I feel like as we were talking, you mentioned as well right now on social platforms and stuff, I feel like for myself personally, I, the lack of social media influencers and people who come across as activists or who have a big platform, I have not seen many people posting or talking about this. And it is such a crucial part of history, Sikh history that needs to be spoken about. My question then to you as well is, in your honest opinion, do you really feel like this is openly spoken about on the media or on socials as much as it really should? Realistically, yes. And at the end of the day, it is your prerogative. What you do with your social media is what you do with it. But for me personally, it just would not sit right. But no, I do also want to just like, like, disclaim everything that I've said in the sense that like, use your platform for what you want to use it to. You have no obligation to post about mm -hmm. certain things. If you want to talk about candy floss on your page all day long, that is your prerogative. And 1000% I stand by you, but personally, <laughs> I, just, I just could not. But I'm not judging yeah. you on the decision. <laughs> judging, but not I judging. Really scary. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think you've put this together all very, very beautifully. And I think it's just so, so important to remember um, to reflect and remember that history has given us the importance because it allows us to place ourselves in a story, right? So communities don't just jump out of nowhere. We all have, we all come from this assembly of triumph and tragedies that all collectively give us the set, the sense of strength that we have today. And mm. I think that this is well within the Sikh community is something that is so big. We're such a big community. We all love, we love giving. That's in the heart of our community Seva. to give love. Seva, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, no, that's beautiful, by the way. I love that you said triumphs and tragedies. How does it feel to be a Sikh woman in this generation today? Um, in regards to just being a Sikh woman in this day and age, like, I, I think my experience from it is a little bit different because I don't necessarily believe in you. And I spoke about this before, Jesse. I feel like you can relate as well. I don't necessarily okay. present as a Sikh woman, especially hearing my name. My name is Persian. Seeing the way I look, kind of my lifestyle in general and stuff like that, I don't think I necessarily would come across as like an obviously Sikh person. But then again, as you and I discussed, I do my bath every morning and every night. I do my meditation. You know, I, I learn about the history, but those aren't things that are necessarily very obviously physically portrayed so with regards to being a Sikh woman in this day and age I think the way the world perceives me is very different from the person I am but I also do believe that it is a responsibility for me to educate these people at the very least recognize what a gara is you know I feel like it's very confusing to me when people say oh what religion are you and I'm stood there with a t-shirt and you can see my gara and I'm like well how do you not know this mm -hmm. but then 
you can't blame them if they weren't taught it at school they weren't taught it at school but then it's partly my responsibility to kind of educate them so the next Sikh girl they come across who sees that she's got a gara they're able to do that and make her feel seen make her feel heard because I often believe and I see this in my own daddy I really feel like especially the elder generation of Indian women are very stepped on um and I don't want to be stepped on when I'm my daddy's age why he could have stepped on you know yeah, yeah. especially to, to the UK and British culture like Sikhs play a massive role you know, you and I were talking, we, we see people doing serva on the streets. It was beautiful. The Sikhs out in New York, I believe, who are feeding the protesters. Was it New York? Yeah, yeah, New York. You're right. Yeah, like, there's so many beautiful things. So I think we should be recognised for that. And, you know, it's up to us to speak up for ourselves, you know? 100%. And I feel like, you know, your brand as well, so like by Erin as well, it, it's a beautiful example of you installing your, your Sikh your morals, no, I guess, and your ethics. I like the way you said installing. I'm going to use that word. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, no, Sikhi really, really is, is a thread that's tied my brand together. Obviously, not only was this hair oil, so I sell hair oil. It was created by my daddy, and that's from years and generations of Ayurvedic knowledge, um, of, of tradition, of culture that she has passed on to me. And as someone like my mom died, but I never want any young girl whose mom might have passed away or her grandma to ever experience not having that knowledge. So that's partly how it's integrated or installed into my brand. But at the same time, there's a lot of very subtle ways I like to do it. So in all of my imagery, I make sure whenever my hand is there, we have my kara showing. My slogan is United, yeah. (laughs) My slogan is um, let the beauty of your hair blossom. And this comes from a line in Japisag, which is basically translated to um, Nanak, he blossoms forth. And that is mm-hmm. one, words kind of even just like express how beautiful that is. And I just really wanted to integrate that into my brand. So it, Seki really does play a huge role in everything I do. And not only that, but obviously we know hair is very important to Sikhs. And for people who obviously we're not meant to cut our hair, etc. I want to, I want these people to have as beautiful as hair as you possibly can have and that's what the oil is going to help to um, contribute to as the fact that it's non-greasy as well sardar sardanis can put it yeah. under a bug and it's not going to stain your bug um, so a lot of it has been thought through and there's a lot of ways that i can further integrate the key into into my brand which i'm going to develop oh thank you for sharing that i think you know every it gives everyone a deeper perspective into your brand because some of the things that you've just said today i honestly didn't even know about so thank you so much for sharing that with us like sometimes you don't need to scream and shout about things Mm -hmm. like the people who subtly notice these um elements that have been brought into my brand i'm like cool like you notice i'm glad but i don't feel the need to scream and shout you know yeah no and I think you do it so I guess the word I'm looking for is elegantly and oh it's, a, it's, it's elegant I think that's your brand isn't it it's screams- oh my god Jesse, that's my favorite compliment <laughs> in the world if someone says I'm graceful or elegant like I die thank you it is <laughs> super brand. graceful super elegant and I I just want to send like say a massive thank you for you coming on today and sharing some light onto that documentary that you created and you're constantly doing your bit for the Sikh community and I love that you're so passionate about this topic and there's a there's a fire in you and I I sense that I feel that energy from you and I'm so here for it 
Um, and I want to thank you for giving a platform to speak about these things. Like it's a brave topic to do. So thank you for bringing that to me and my team, because I'm, I'm just so glad that there is a space now that we can talk about it. No worries at all. And I always love to end um, the episode on asking every single guest that comes on here. What is one thing that you are grateful for today, Erin? I am grateful for my dad because he has my back in every single thing and I know he's always going to make the right decision for us you are so cute and chocolate I love chocolate (laughs) (laughs) I love chocolate let's get that in as well (laughs) right thank you once again Erin take care let us all never ever forget where we came from what our parents grandparents and even great grandparents have lived through just so that we can stand the way that we are now. This month marks 36 years since the beginning of the Sikh genocide in 1984. It's a topic that will never be actively spoken about in history books, but we will never ever forget all the innocent lives that were lost and we will never ever forget the injustice that Sikhs faced. I would like to end this episode with a beautiful quote by Guru Gobind Singh Ji. Recognise all of mankind as one and the same. I feel like this speaks absolute volumes. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Gratitude Talks. I really appreciate it if you could spare a moment and leave me a quick Apple podcast review. It would mean the absolute world. Sending lots of love and positivity your way. Stay tuned for another episode of Gratitude